I went to UAB from 82 to 86, played three years there, and um, had a great time doing it. Um, still play soccer to this day and um, and just have had a lot of fun with the people that I know from soccer and the competition and the just great spirit of camaraderie over the past 35 years playing adult soccer in Birmingham has been fabulous. The subject is UAB. This is UAB Memories, where we get nostalgic and share the memories people have made over the years at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. I'm Will Shingleton, producer and host of the Memories Podcast. And in today's memories, we're remembering the beginning of a beautiful relationship between UAB and the beautiful game. I want to go ahead and tell you up front that I am a huge soccer fan. Like, wake up on Saturday mornings before all the American football starts to watch a 6 a.m. kickoff huge. And I'm not the only one on the memories team who's like that. Every one of our staff meetings inevitably includes at least a little bit of soccer banter. I mention all that to say that we were really excited to be able to get this recording and to tell the story of the UAB soccer program that historically has punched way above its weight. We spoke to a former head coach, Bob Norman, and two former players, Ronan O'Byrne and Roger Clark, to try and understand how UAB soccer went from a byproduct of Coach Gene Bartow's installation of a D1 basketball program to a legitimate national force. It could be argued that the creation of the UAB soccer program in 1979 was out of necessity, not love. The soccer culture in Alabama was not exactly vibrant at that point, but that was true of nearly the entire country, and this was right in the middle of the time where the U.S. wouldn't make a World Cup for 32 years. UAB's head coaches were part-time, and although Bob Norman was ecstatic to get the job, players like Ronan knew that the program had a long way to go. Coach Bartow needed to field a number of sports in order for us to have a Division I sports program to support basketball. So soccer was... I, that's funny because that was still the attitude in 1986 when I first came here. It's like he learned quickly. The reason <laughs> why we had soccer was we needed six sports to be Division One basketball. <laughs> and uh, so I, I asked about the coaching job, but he, he wanted a graduate student to be the head coach. So I volunteered to be the assistant coach. And I was an assistant for two years under uh, Tim Hamer. And then I was away from the program for one year. But in 1981, Coach Bartow asked me to be the head coach. And that was like a dream job to me. So I was able to do that for nine years. So if you're Bob Norman in 1981, and you're the head soccer coach at UAB, in a brand new program, in a state that doesn't really care all that much about soccer, you've got a problem. How the heck are you going to find players for your new team? There are high school teams around the city, which is where Roger Clark came from, but getting your squad of 20-plus guys to all be Division I ready is going to be a pretty tough task. Most recruits close to UAB are going to go to more established schools anyway. So, Coach Norman and his staff turned their gaze outside of the state, and in more than a few cases, even outside the country. One of those cases is Ronan O'Byrne, who, through a couple of fortuitous interactions between Bob Norman and one of his players, got on UAB's radar along with his brother, Declan. He talked to Bob and he said, there's a couple of players that I know maybe you, sh you could go take a look at in London. My uncle had wound up in Alabama. Uh, that's a whole different story, but I think he got wind of it. 
And he said to Bob, Dublin's a hop, skip, and a jump. From London, if you're going all that way, I got a couple of nephews. And uh, Bob came and visited us in Dublin. I think it was winter time, and so you didn't get to see us play. <laughs> That's right. Because <laughs> the weather was crap. And weekend, time passed, then next thing you know, got communication from UAB saying, you know, maybe come over and play some ball, go to school. So that's what he and his brother did. And in stories like that, guys coming from junior college, friends of friends reaching out to players in other countries, all sorts of offbeat dudes from offbeat circumstances that fill out rosters in the early days of a program like UAB's. They're recruited by the same promise, an opportunity to play a D1 college sport, get an education, and help build a legacy for all of the players that would follow them. All that was going to come later, though, because first, Ronan and his brother had to make it through their first summer practices in Alabama. There we were. August heat, 1986. Like I said, we, we landed in the 12th, I think. And uh, about a week later, or four or five days later, practice started. We come down. We rolled out for 6 o'clock practice. August 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th, whatever it was, it was August. It was hot. And uh, I think we were flat out after about 15 minutes. I do recall people coming over, somebody coming over and standing over me and saying, this is the guy we got. <laughs> these, these are the guys, these are the, the big studs coming from Ireland. <laughs> Those first few months brought some pretty unpleasant surprises for the O'Byrne brothers and their teammates. None more so than their game in Louisiana a few weeks later. They were being made quite uncomfortable, both by the oppressive heat and, just for good measure, a few opposing fans. Is that the game where the opposing fan drove his motorcycle up behind the goal for a penalty kick? That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it was and it was this there was this lady in the stand too who kept it call us green slime. Green slime. That's where I we got the green that. slime moniker from. Yes. And she kept on screaming at me, number seven, get a tan. Roger informed us that Ronan still does not have a tan. Anyway, the state of UAB soccer was improving, but they were still sort of making it up as they went along. Most of the coaches were people like Bob Norman, who were from around the Birmingham area and may or may not have had a background in soccer. The field they practiced on was semi-affectionately referred to as the lunar surface because of all of the bumps and craters, and was known to have a few foreign objects, like glass, scattered around it. Still, though, that grassroots attitude brought the team together and led to some legendary moments, like this one in the conference game. We went to Western Kentucky, and they walloped us. Open, I mean, they were just constantly knocking on the door, firing shot after shot. It went to overtime. And I think in the second period of overtime, Richard wriggled free about 25 yards out and curled the ball past the keeper. It was 1-0. And it finished that way. We managed to hold on. And at the end of the game, they had an announcer throughout the whole game. And he was like, he was all into the game. He was all excited. He was this, that, and the other. And at the end of the game, he said, final score, Western Kentucky nil, UAB one, shots on goal, Western Kentucky 31, UAB one. And he, he was just so pissed, you know, I was like, and you know, we were just laughing. I think the two of those, these were visceral experiences that taught me that life is just not fair. Yeah, if you're not a soccer fan, know this. Getting one shot on goal in two hours of soccer is not typically a recipe for success. But in talking to these three, 
hunkering down defensively and taking their chances at the other end was what they had to do to win. And as Ronan pointed out, that type of strategy is called Route 1 football, and it is not popular. But they had to use it to make it work, like most every other part of the soccer program at that point. They played their games at a few different venues around town, even having to move a game at the last minute at one point because there was too much tailgate debris left on the field after that Saturday. And their role as players was very different, a lot more, let's call it versatile, than the players today. We had to do a lot of things that they don't have to do today, right? We would have to go uh, line the fields and put up the nets at Lawson. And we put the goals together. Put the goals together, put the nets on, put line the fields the morning of games. And we used to have crews to do it. You know, it's like there was a there was a, a, a Southside crew, there was a you know, Hoover over to the Mount commuters. Crew, whatever, commuter yeah. crew and and <laughs> we got we, we kind of uh, got a little um exuberant one Saturday evening it was and it was a Sunday morning game. I recalled Bob having to come up to the house on 16th Avenue, the old white house, and there were like 15 or 20 people sleeping on couches and on the floor and everywhere else. Bob opening the door and hitting somebody's head and then sticking his head in saying, guys, we got to go line the field. <laughs> <laughs> and a, a whole bunch of it. That, that, that's at that point, it's like, oh, we got it. Yeah, sorry, Bob. Forgot all about it. <laughs> Getting up. He took us through Burger King and uh because we needed to eat badly and so we lined the fields with burger king hats on you know those old burger king hats they used to hand out they might still hand them out today i don't know i don't think the players are lining the field anymore yeah so there we were out at lawson field with burger king hats on lining the field from those humble beginnings though uab built a program that was a perennial contender for the top 25. they've made it all the way to the elite eight of the ncaa soccer tournament and as bob and ronan pointed out helped create a soccer culture in Birmingham that looks completely different to the one they experienced as part of the team, and now includes a pro team that plays at UAB's new stadium. Now, there are high school teams everywhere in the state, just places that I didn't even know existed have soccer teams, so, and to to have a professional team here, I still, you know, I went to a couple of games this year, and I just laughed at, at the how preposterous it was that that we've gone from one ball in town to a professional side. And UAB soccer has gone from playing on the lunar surface to that stadium. Yes, is yeah, yeah. That's those are different planets. <laughs> geeked out when we got the chance to talk about UAB soccer, partly because we just like the sport so much, but also because like a lot of UAB sports, it's an underdog story. The resilience and creativity of people like Bob Norman, Ronan O'Byrne, and Roger Clark helped create the culture that UAB soccer is known for now. The team is a bastion of the beautiful game in Birmingham, and regardless of how rough and tumble things might have been at the beginning, these guys can be proud of what the thing they helped get started has turned into. I'm Will Shingleton. Today's memories are about never being afraid to have a go. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating. This whole project is designed to bring people into what UAB has to offer, and ratings and reviews are a big step in that direction. Be sure to tune in next Thursday for another UAB memory.